Today on this special episode of the podcast, we talk about Vision Sunday, where Josh introduced new language that articulates who we will be as the body at Broadmoor in this next season. We're celebrating all the things that God is doing through this united family of faith and talking about the process involved in getting to this past Sunday. Thanks for joining us. This is After the Message. All right. Well, hey, guys. Uh, good to be on the podcast today. Uh, if we sound a little different, it's because we are in a little different space today. We're, we're in a remote location uh, on uh, the first of a two-day staff retreat at Tanglewood. Where are we? We're Tanglewood. on a desert we are island. In, we're <laughs> in Lawrence, Mississippi? Lawrence, Mississippi. Yes. Lawrence, it, it certainly felt like a desert island as yep. I was driving out here. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty much in the middle of nowhere. Um, so what's pretty fantastic, though, is it is in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Our cell signal is little Zero. to none. Yes. Yeah. You get Wi-Fi like on a little four by four section <laughs> of, of wood and you walk outside and you can't hear a car. Mm-hmm. And so it was just something kind of beautiful to, yep. to walk out a while ago. You just hear the wind. Like when you hear the term whispering pines, yep. you, you yes. can literally I heard hear that. Yes. I heard them whisper. Yeah. And they whispered, this is great. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, we heard the whispering rain. We yes. Rain. Well, actually, we, we heard the we heard the wind, the rain sort of on yell roof. angrily. Yes. Then I heard the fried chicken yell at me saying, "It was so me. good, so good." Yeah, that's great <laughs> fried chicken. Yeah. Anyway, Home we get to do on. this. Uh, we get to do this t- about twice a year. The yep. staff gets away for a couple mm-hmm. of days, and uh, and this is our second time to come to this great. location as a staff. So and, good. And they they are really great to us. Yeah. Like this is you know they they host us well and. Mm-hmm. And other facilities are, are really nice, and and uh, again, it's it's great to kind of disconnect from cell service a little bit, and mm-hmm. and uh, enjoy being with one another's staff. So uh, anyway, so we decided though, since we were out, we didn't want to. Um, uh, we normally record this podcast on Mondays, and we were going to be gone on a Monday, so we just carried all the equipment with us and decided we would do a special episode from Tanglewood Ranch. Yes. Now, before we jump in, you said we, like we carried this equipment with us, but can we just give a big shout out to Andrew, Andrew yeah. Lowe, Acting Andrew up. Lowe, and Mike Hay? Like you guys, y'all are y'all are stellar because we did not include me in bringing mm-hmm. any of this, in, and you didn't want that to happen. Yeah, well, and to be clear, I didn't bring this stuff either. I just helped set so it up. So back to but, uh, Andrew. Thank Andrew. you, Andrew, <laughs> for that. I you offered, the Andrew walked up with a big box of supplies, and I offered to go. He looked at me when I offered, like, you can't carry this. You're uh, gone. Like, you can't even do it. He probably doesn't You're an old want man. to touch it, Well, it's because Andrew's swole. Yep. He works arms. out. Yep. Yes. <laughs> he looked at me and I like the shame. He just heaped uh, shame upon did me. Did he flex a bicep at he you? Because he does that to mm-hmm. me sometimes. Yep. <laughs> You cannot handle the truth. Yeah. Uh, yes. Boy. Go ahead, Mike. Get back on track. What you got? I really wish Andrew had a mic right now. It's it's so hard. Like, it's like herding cats. (laughs) Did y'all miss us last week? Because we we were out last week. We were in Louisville. And look, I finally left it and I learned how to say it. I I called it Louisville the whole time we were there. Louisville, Kentucky. And they were like, that's Mississippi. Bruh, Mm -hmm. that ain't it. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's Louisville. Uh, and we weren't there and we you went back not. and listened to the podcast. It was great. You guys did a great job. Yeah. Sean, you hosted, man. Good job. Yes, he did. Uh, well done. By default. <laughs> 
You like, should have seen the process of figuring out who's going <laughs> to... Paper, rock, scissors. It was, it was, like, was crazy. Uh, who's going to more than what? I, I, I lost. Cast lots. I lost. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, well, no, it was it was great. And, and we, we did enjoy uh, listening to, to you guys uh, carry it last week. And uh, But we, we were away at a conference and, and uh, heard some good preaching. Mm-hmm. Ate some good food. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, rode some scooters through downtown. Yes, Louisville. it was a highlight. <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, we did. So I had to tell this story because I had a oh boy. I, so I had a friend. Uh, we uh, super fun story. There was a friend from another state who happened to be at the conference, and we were riding scooters down the street. And he snapped a picture, and in the picture frame was me, <laughs> and right behind me, Looking Josh, by the way, on a scooter. We're crossing the street, and uh, he sends me a text message, and he says. Uh, he says, hey, man, you look like a pro. You weren't struggling like that other guy. <laughs> Be clear, Mike. Why was I struggling? Tell him the truth. Yeah. Be honest. Well, I did. I, I, I did reply. And I said, I said, hey, man, uh, that's, well, first of all, that's our senior pastor. <laughs> so um, I may or may not share that with him. Uh, and then second of all, uh, in, in fairness, his, his scooter wasn't working properly. You, uh, took, you took the bad scooters from me once and I guess from like that's you. That's right. Yeah. Hey, I'm a team player, guys. Yeah, you are. You are. Team player. You are so selfless. Give so me selfless. the broken scooter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. So you actually had to kick yours, right? <laughs> so you had to kick it. It was a weird deal. It was like you had to kick it until it kicked in. So there was one point, it was like a whole city block. I'm like, and, you know, trying to scoot 265 on one of them scooters is a pretty hard deal. So, but All right. But I got to tell you, like, so so the most expert rider, I feel like, was Steve Mulholland, our business administrator. So, yeah, I mean, he was... It's as if he was surfing on the sidewalk, it was. weaving back It was a beautiful and, and graceful thing to watch. It really was. <laughs> is there a video? Somebody's uh, going to have video, we, right? I think we might have some we video. We did get a little video. Ah. Blackmail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so anyway, so here we are. We're, we're, in a, we're in a new location for the podcast, a uh, temporary location. But uh, yesterday uh, was also a different kind of day. So mm-hmm. it was like a vision Sunday, and we uh, rolled out some, some new language. And Josh, you, you spent some time casting vision uh, for the church, and this wasn't this wasn't just uh, something that we just kind of kind of created uh, Saturday, the moment. Saturday night, right? You know, I mean, <laughs> Saturday night special. <laughs> I wonder what we're going to tell them tomorrow. Yes, uh, and, and thank goodness. Uh, but I mean, it was something that we've been working on mm-hmm. for for quite some time, and uh, you know, so I, I think. But you 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 raised an interesting question because part of what you shared was a new. Uh, mission statement for the church. Um, and again, we put a lot of time in developing that and thinking through it. Uh, but you did raise the question, like, why does the church in a local context need a, a mission statement that's different than the Great Commission, which is the big C church, mm-hmm. uh, obvious mission statement. So thoughts toward that. Let's, let's, let's talk about that before we jump into other things. Yeah, so uh, I'll jump in. And, and that was kind of the, the heart context as I prepared for, for Sunday. Now, to, to give a little bit of body to what Mike was saying, this process has been six months in, in the making. Yeah. Um, and this isn't just what I have dreamt and prayed and, and journaled about. This is, this is a collective work through our, right. through our whole staff. And, and there were some lay, lay members of our church who were a part of, of this visioning and dreaming. And, and the beauty of what I think, uh, who we are and where we landed and the direction that we're going to go, it's, it's not necessarily a new thing. Uh, it, is, it is just a clarified thing of, of things that we are already doing. Uh, it, is, it is the DNA that we, 
that we as Broadmoor have always had, and it just gives us a more focused approach to see it done. Um, but to answer the question, you know, our mission statement as it stands as of yesterday is we are a united family of faith joining Jesus and his mission for the glory of God and the good of our communities, which I think is, is, is beautiful. I think it's compelling. I think it's simple. But the question in my heart is, okay, why do we need that one if we have the great commission that is also beautiful, simple, and compelling, yeah. um, that we are to go and make disciples of all nations, to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and to teach them all that we have been commanded, and we can trust that God is with us until the end of the age. Why do we need a different even wording of that same mission. Uh, and where I landed, uh, and you guys will hopefully speak into this as well, is because I think our local context is different than, than Jerusalem. Uh, it is different than first century. Uh, the mission is still the same, but our context is, is a little bit different than, than their context. Um, and so I think for us, it allows us to have, to have clarity to what we're supposed to do. It gives us the simplicity to all be united in the same work and understand why we are doing what we are doing. Um, so at the end of the day, we are making disciples like, like that is our goal. That is our call. Um, you know, the, the good question is, okay, six months from now, a year from now, how will you know if you're, if you're doing it mm. well, are disciples being made or are they, and we can get into it. Are, are they being cared for? Are they being guided through the word? Are they being encouraged to take next steps? Like, like, are they, are they embodying what it is to be a disciple and are they reproducing themselves into other discipling relationships? And so for, for me, that's where I landed. It's a different context to, to where we were, mm. but it's the same mission. Yeah. Yeah, for me, same thing. Uh, definitely not to, com not to say that this process was inspired in the same way that the canon is inspired. But when we see Paul um, talking to writing letters to the church in Ephesus mm. or the church in Thessalonica or Corinth, he's preaching the same gospel, That's right. but he's addressing mm -hmm. specific contextual things right. inside mm -hmm. that local body of believers. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it feels the same way. It's like, so in our context, here are the things, the handles, the language based on who we are and the things that we um, are strong in, the things that we need to be stronger in within our context. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same yeah. thing. I, th I think another piece is we've talked a lot about culture. And so context and culture, um, we didn't lose the Great Commission. That's it's right. in there. That's right. It, it is, it is Jesus' mission. It That's is right. his core of who we are. But in, in shaping statements like this, um, sometimes it communicates to the surrounding culture. Mm -hmm. um, you, you think about a united family. You, you think about for the good of communities. Those, just those two phrases begins to communicate outside the church right. a little mm -hmm. bit. And so when we have those kinds of um, values that we've chosen very specific words on, mm -hmm. those things help us actually communicate to our existing culture mm -hmm. that not only exists in the church, but also outside the church. And that's I think right. that's, that's always a key thing. Just like Paul wrote, he, he identified things within that culture that he began to use to um, push forth the gospel inside mm -hmm. of those areas. And so in the same way, Right. Um, we're, we're sitting in Madison, Mississippi. We're not across the world. We're not. Um, we're not in Tanglewood. That's we're, right. we're we're in Madison, strategically placed there, um, and and so that should speak to and inform um, how we communicate to our culture. Mm -hmm. One of the questions I got, I get asked sometimes, especially going through this process, is so are there like best practices or rules of how often a church would then change a mission statement? Mm -hmm. Um, and my, my first shot across the bow when I think through that is when we um, 
when Broadmoor began to get on the other side and, and engage transition on some things, we clarified a mission statement using Matthew 4, 19, which is Jesus's invitation for disciples to follow him. The idea of come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men, right? right. And so we built our frame out of that. What's cool to see, Josh, you come in, uh, I guess at this point, it's three or four years, so maybe a maybe a life expectancy of a mission statement might be three to five years, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. Um, but seeing you live within that frame and come back and then clarify now mm-hmm. living within this body of believers mm-hmm. and go, mm-hmm. I really appreciate some of the things from that initial statement. Right. But you got, drew our attention to Jesus's final statement rather than the initial invitation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's been a cool process to see that. Yeah, I like that, Neil, because it it's not like the other one was wrong or broken or didn't address certain things. Um, I mean, certainly it was biblical, it came straight out of Scripture. Mm-hmm. But as our church has changed over the last few years, it's been it's been cool to see, especially with Josh coming in, us kind of taking on some new things, and it feels different. Mm-hmm. And it was a good time for us, I think, to come back around that with something just as biblical, again, straight out of a scripture, right? right? Um, but it it is worded a little bit differently. So mm-hmm. I think you know, mission statements. Lots of churches have mission statements, and they're great churches doing great things, and in their communities, and yet their mission statement looks a little bit different mm-hmm. from the one down the street or the one across town or whatever. That's right. Um, so I guess God gives us, as a local body, uh, just the ability to connect, as you were saying, Sean, with our community in a way that makes sense in that community. Hmm. For a season. and then For a season, right. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that, as we prayed through this, and, and even long before before yesterday or before the Sunday that we, we presented this, is as I looked at it and I prayed through it, and I said, okay, what is... Does this distinguish our church? Not not from other churches. We're not in competition with them. Right. But does it distinguish us from um, non churches? Mm-hmm. Like like does is who we are and who we plan to be and the mission that we believe God has called us to is it countercultural? And mm-hmm. and I believe it should be. And mm-hmm. as as I sure. as I read through it, it's beautifully countercultural, but it, it's not offensively countercultural. Mm-hmm. And, and let me explain that. Like it is. In, in three aspects, right? So the first aspect is a united family of faith. And when I think of the world, particularly the world that we are living in now, um, it is not often that we see families together, mm-hmm. much less united for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that at best, they, they, are, they are gathered together, but they're not united. And so, so I think that's countercultural. The fact that you can, uh, in our context, we're a bigger church, and, and the fact that we pray all these people from different walks and backgrounds and stories and baggage and, and the good, the bad, the ugly can come together and be united as a family of faith, right? I think that's something supernatural, something we can't do in and of ourselves. Mm. And so I think there's, a, there's something powerful uh, about that and something compelling. Um, joining Jesus in his mission, right? So uh, it, is, it is his church, Broadmoor is his church, uh, and the mission that we are on is his mission. Um, I think what that that describes for me as I pray through it is it's not about me, it's about him. Um, this this church is his, it's not mine. Um, this, I pray, will never be a personality-driven church. My personality or anybody else's, but it would be the, the glory of Christ that draws men and women in mm-hmm. uh, and That's allows good. them to stay and connect. Uh, and then, then the final one, uh, for the glory of God and the good of our communities. Like, I think... I think that's something beautiful because I think what the world, as we understand it as believers, is a taking place. Uh, it's a place that, that may invite you in, but it's only to take what you have. Um, it is John 10, 10 embodied. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and destroy. But the church has been established by Christ 
to go and give life. So we are, we are, we are, everything we're doing is bringing glory, that, that kind of weight of measurement that, that we are saying in all that we are and all that we do, God, this is yours, but also we are giving life and giving good to the communities that we find ourselves in every single day. Mm. And so I, I just think it is a, it's a compelling mission that is far above any individual and any collective us in and of ourselves. Mm. But if we are to do this and if we somehow measure or even ascribe to fulfill this, it'll only be because... God is good, and He gave us the ability to do it. Mm-hmm. Love that. So, 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 some people listening may may be wondering, or even that listened uh, in the service yesterday, uh, may be wondering, like, how do we get here? Like, so we've already established and talked about the fact that this has been about a six month process. Like, this is not something, and it's not something that it was a collaborative work. It was not something that Josh just kind of went away and came up with on his own. Um, there were a lot of people involved in this, and so. Um, you know, I want us to talk for just a, just a couple of minutes about the process that was involved in getting to where we are. Um, because I, I think some people may be interested in that. Uh, you know, and I, I would say to start, uh, we, we felt like that we needed someone uh, or uh, some people from outside of our church to help guide us through a process of thinking, thinking about this differently. And, uh, and so we partnered with uh, a, a, a group that helped consult us and, and walk us through this. Um, and part of that was uh, we, we had two different, um, two different groups of people that we worked with. So the first was the heart of, of all of this really is mission and vision and values. Uh, that was three things. Mission <laughs> and values. <laughs> way um, to go, way to go. So, yeah. Uh, but, but. You know, and so we, that was the, that was the priority and that was the first thing that we did. And we, we formed a group of, um, of staff, of lay leaders from within our church and, um, you know, some of our church council, uh, and, and then also, uh, you know, working with this third party, uh, that helped guide us through that process and then also involved our larger staff, uh, on some levels. And so, uh, what was that for those of you and all of you were involved in that experience at some level? Um, you know, what was that process like for you as we, we, you know, worked on and, and sort of came up with this language? So there are two things that stand out to me. One is just the collaborative effort when we met together and we did so in a very healthy way. Like, so nobody, uh, if it, nothing felt agenda driven, mm-hmm. um, everybody was just putting their cards on the table and saying, here's, here's what I think. Mm-hmm. And th- the third party we use did a fantastic job of taking everything we were saying mm. and being able to shape it. Um, and so that was, that was just an enjoyable process. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about things, we, we disagreed on things. We pushed back, you know, back and forth. I yeah. like this better than that. And, and it was just a good, healthy process. And, um, I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, I thought they did some really great things to, um, kind of poll our staff mm-hmm. and some people in our church from even, um, I think he called it the Rochambeau, you know, like yeah. the, everybody rate it, you know, one, two, three, go. Um, that, that was a really cool process. Um, so everything about it was enjoyable yeah. and yeah. Um, I think led us to a really good place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I would agree. The, those discussions about, um, you know, how are we doing already in different areas, not just who do we want to be or who's God leading us to be uniquely as, as a local church, but what are we already 
Mm. Um, what are we already doing? What are we doing fairly well, maybe? Uh, what are we not doing so well? And then taking all of that and bringing it together to seek where the Lord's leading out of that, rather than just, you know, you, you could Google mission statement of churches and just look out there at what all's out there and just say, hey, that like looks that good. One. Let's yep. pick that one. Right. Yeah. Uh, which would be a much faster process. But I think the way this process worked, um, very slow and methodical, but mm-hmm. in doing so, it really gave everyone a chance to stop and go, you know, who, who has God brought to Broadmoor? How has God worked already in Broadmoor? What's he doing now? And then what do we sense out of all of that he's leading toward out in the future, uh, which was very healthy, I thought. Yeah. I think uh, I agree with all those things. Uh, I would add... One of my um, th- one of the things I appreciate uh, about the process is that it is in partnering with our existing communications ministry team mm-hmm. to help run alongside and give that team a framework that then because I mean I don't think naturally many of us are good in this area. You guys are on that side in the communications world, but you're kind of having to fight um, for the best practices of those things, right? Um, and so for me, one of the things I like the most is that not only is it helping us right now with getting clarity around how to recalibrate or realign with uh, mission or values, but how to move forward and continue to um, practice alignment mm-hmm. over and mm-hmm. over again mm-hmm. um, for, for clarity as we go forward. I think that's been cool too. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, and I... I what we haven't talked about yet uh, in this podcast is is the fact that it wasn't just a mission statement, right? right. Because Josh also introduced uh, six value statements, uh, things that are, are sort of like, uh, you know, guardrails or riverbanks uh, that as we navigate uh, and, and go about this mission and this vision that we have as a church, uh, these are the things that, that help guide the way we go about doing those things and, and sort of shapes. And I, I love the fact that, that and, and I think you referenced this yesterday, Josh, that, that, you know, the beautiful thing about this, these value statements, uh, is that they really are just putting language to somewhat to who we already are. Like this isn't new stuff and it's not, I mean, it is aspirational. Like we want to be more of these Mm -hmm. things. Uh, We want these things to be more true of us than they already are. But um, it's not like this is something that we are not already. And we, we hope to become this. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just want to go through and and talk about real quick. I want to name those, those, those value statements. And then if there's anything you guys want to say about them, that's great. Um, I mean, there's some that are more important than others, right? Mm, well, are there? I mean, let's, well, I tell us, Neil. <laughs> tell you what, are let they me, in any kind of order? Let's uh, let's so. uh, let's just put them out there, and then you guys can argue over which was most important. But uh, so uh, the first, uh, there are six, and uh, so they are: we submit to God's word, we pursue reconciliation, we equip disciple makers, we run to the hurting. We cultivate healthy relationships, and we live generously. And so those are the six value statements that we're going to run behind uh, that are going to guide us uh, as, we, uh, as we pursue this mission. So, um, all right, Neil, which is most important? Well, okay, I think 
If I say anything other than submit to God's word, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we can say that so, that one's a given. That, yeah, yeah, but I don't. There's definitely not in my mind not a rank order after that one. Um, although I think you could kind of in your mind you can kind of see how they kind of all lead up to you know certain things. But for me, that that's number one, right? I have a favorite, but I think it's a favorite because it's the one that requires the most energy on my part. So let me, let me kind of make a confession when I look at these. And Josh, I think you kind of said this on Sunday morning. I think we heard it at our conference. For me, when I look at the values, these are the we statements, right? These are things mm-hmm. that when, um, when we're living a life, submitting to God's word mm-hmm. in alignment with that. To me, when I look at this list, this is as if, if Broadmoor had a section in Revelation where Jesus is writing, there's a part about how Broadmoor looks at the end of our time. Man, if, if we were making progress toward these things, if this is what Jesus saw in us, that we were a church that submitted to his word, we pursued reconciliation. We equipped disciple makers. We ran to the hurting. We cultivated healthy relationships, and we lived generously. Wow! Like what, mm-hmm. man? Be what proud a, of that. Oh my goodness! Yeah, absolutely. So for me personally, I'm going to lean in on the uh, the cultivating healthy relationships mm. um, because the imagery of the idea of cultivating, um, I think it requires work from the Holy Spirit. But there's also a lot of stuff that we are responsible for in creating healthy relationships with, with mm-hmm. God doing our part of that, but also alongside of other people. So that's probably the one that's my, if I had to pick a favorite that just because it's kind of in my headspace right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that one particularly is, is reflects something we hear often from Josh, you, uh, you know, when you talk about knowing and being known, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, even I, I think of what we did in our deacons meeting. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. last night. And I thought, you know, uh, again, we're modeling in those settings, yeah. what it's like to, 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 to be known, uh, to, to be vulnerable with, mm-hmm. with others uh, in relationship. And, um, you know, I love that. And that's part of a healthy, right. It's mm-hmm. part of a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What y'all do y'all have favorites on the mm-hmm. vice? Uh, I like that one too. I think partially no, you can't have mine. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're coming out of what Mike the said. Two with the two psychology guys, and, uh, two PhDs. Uh, Friday night, we got to spend some time with our some of our life group leaders too, and a lot of what we talked about was that one as well. Huh. So I think it is kind of resonating because of that. But I I can't get away from running to the hurting, uh, you know, just because I think number one we see we see Jesus do that so well, and um, and I guess because of part of what I do at at Broadmoor, I see hurting people every day. And, um, and so I'm, I'm never, it's never more than an hour or so away from my mind as to the pain that's going on mm-hmm. around us. Um, and so anything that we can do that, that draws a, puts a stake in the ground, I guess, and says, as a church, if you are hurting, um, not only you're, not only are you welcome to come and be part of our church, but, but we want to meet you where you are and come to you because I, I do things. There's a difference in, Hey, you're welcome here versus we, we are looking, our eyes are open and we're noticing the pain in our community. We're noticing the hurt around us mm. and we're looking for ways that we can meet that. So yeah. um, makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't know if I want to pick a favorite one. Boom. Well, those two are out now. So. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> getting easier. But, I mean, the list is getting shorter, but, but if you look at the list that they all work together, mm-hmm. yeah. like mm-hmm. they, 
you really can't have one and be able to pursue one without the other. Sean just said right. you can't have favorites. That's right. Corrected so, but but I, I will say, easy way out. Mm-hmm. going back to your cultivating healthy relationships and a statement that you make, and I'm, I'm so thankful for this, is when we say we, we want you to know and be known. Mm-hmm. I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. But as a staff, we've pursued that. Mm-hmm. We we've put that into practice. We've had hard moments. We have we've really in that word cultivate like to That's work right. on we it. Work on it. Yeah. And it, it, we're we're doing some of that right here at this retreat. That's right. And yeah. um, so I think that's just been one of the things that resonate about that is, is something that we're, we're living with. These are mm. not just things we're saying. Mm. And, and so as a lead pastor, too, to say that mm-hmm. from the pulpit, mm-hmm. but then to live that out. Yeah. And, and I've seen that over and over that, that we, these are not things as a staff that we're just mm. saying. Right. But we are trying, and, and to those listening, to know that we don't have it all figured out. We're, we're, right. we're pushing and striving and working on all these things mm-hmm. collectively Absolutely. with the body. And that is such a beautiful thing. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I have favorite. Um, but other than the one, so if we're, if we're doing number one as a given, right, submitting right. to the Word of God, mm-hmm. what I love about the rest of them, because it is who we are, and I think what's beautiful, even in a, in a group this size, we're going to probably like the one that we most gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. Well, our church is so eclectic in gifting and mm-hmm. passion, and, and so we all gravitate to all these other things. But if you get outside submitting to the Word of God, and even still, I, would, I could put this in this category, the rest of these are pretty messy. That's right. Like, because it's real life, right? So yeah. I, I think there, there was a day that we wanted, you know, there's even books like, in my mind, I'm going to use a title. I don't, I don't intend that the, the stuff in that book to be what I'm talking about. But we wanted simple church. Like, we, we wanted a church that was, do these things, and you had church, and you can call it successful because you did uh, one, two, three, A, B, C. Um, but the church that we see in the New Testament, I believe the church that God has called us to be and calling us to be is a messy church mm-hmm. um, because life is messy. And we, if we are to be reconcilers, right? So, so that's part of what we're doing. We're going to pursue that, mm-hmm. that, that we are literally going to run to those who are hurting or who are in harm's way and they don't even know it. Mm-hmm. And we are, we are not just going to provide them a physical aid, right? So mm-hmm. to, to the thirsty, we're going to give water and to the hungry, we're going to give food. That is just the beginning, as Christ would do. He always met their physical need to then be able to speak to the spiritual need that he never left untouched. Uh, and so for us, I'm just so excited that, that God, I believe, is calling us even more so into the mess of life. Um, because we, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you are part of Broadmoor, we are a, we are a pretty church We have a pretty place. We have pretty people. We have pretty worship. We have pretty everything. But the reality of our life is it's not pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, that in our really expensive homes and driving in our really expensive cars, life is broken. Our marriages are hanging on by a thread. Our kids are spiraling. Our jobs are, are uncertain. All of the, the, the idea as the older we get, mortality, the idea of death begins to set in, which then causes us a whole different kind of anxiety. We are a church that gets to be real with people and say, "Hey, look, I'm not mm. looking for the polished mm. version. Right. Mm. I'm yes. not looking for the version that that is that you have it together because I know you don't. Hey, I just I want you to know, brother and sister, we're just like you, and but we got a God who knows us and loves us still, and I'm inviting you into that. 
And I think that's more meaningful and more beautiful than just yeah. come be a part of the pretty church. Come be a part of the church on Highland Colony, which, by the way, we're getting a Kiefer's right across the road, which is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> that is a calling card. That, yeah. They don't even know, but I'm just so thankful mm-hmm. they have bolstered our attendance by at least 10%, I believe. But all of that to say, I believe that we are a church that God is calling to, to do the hard work. And I believe we're already seeing that. I'm just so thankful to be a part of it. Mm. What's, Me uh, too. For, for, if I could build on that just mm. for a second, the messy part of that, which is for me, what I'm learning about myself is because of all these other messy things, man, there has not been a moment now where I, I feel like I, I have it together. Mm-hmm. Like every one of these, when you're doing messy things, reveals the necessity of the Holy Spirit to be doing work in us. That's right. Uh, yeah. But f- I think before I had a sense of like competence or um, proficiency or whatever the better word, um, like I'm good at stuff. Mm-hmm. The more I get into things like this, the more I'm really, really aware of my need mm-hmm. for saving and my need for humility. Yeah. Um, and it, it, just, it never ends. It keeps getting deeper and deeper, mm-hmm. um, which is both painful mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm learning to find mm-hmm. rest in that too all yeah. at the same time. I think it also points up your, our need for each other. Right? Mm-hmm. If that's you look right. at all these statements, these are not statements of solitude. No, they're we. No, that's right. We statements. That's right. And it takes all of us. Right. Yeah. And not just as a staff, as a church. Absolutely. Like, I'm so thankful for the people that walk through the commons and come and sit in the seats. Right. Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're not a staff that's driving us. This, this yeah. is a church mm-hmm. that is about this mission. And that is that is beautiful. That's, right. so, that's so, a good so word, because even, even as yeah. you say that, and I'm looking down through the list right now, I, I am envisioning people in our life group that I go that person in our life mm-hmm. group does that really well yes. and we can all learn something from watching that person and this person and I'll have somebody else come to mind does that one really well and That's we right. can all learn something from mm-hmm. watching how mm-hmm. that one does That's it. right. Um, yeah. So it's it's beautiful how God brings the body together and though these are we things that we all should be growing in and pursuing together he also places people in the body that are better at that more gifted right. at mm-hmm. that so that we can all learn from each other. And challenge each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so good. So you know, I, I think uh, I think another question that might be standing out in people's minds is is what now? Like like okay, we've laid this out there, but, but oh, I thought you were going to talk about kefir since Josh brought like what? Yes, now? <laughs> like what's to eat? Sorry. Well, that that question <laughs> may be lingering that? in people's <laughs> minds. <Cottage> fries. <laughs> uh, so the question, the, the big question salt? is when is kefir's <laughs> opening? Right. Uh, uh, for those who don't know what kefir's is, um, it's a very very good Greek restaurant. Somebody so, in Montana yes. right now is going. <laughs> 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 Come on down, brother. Keepers. We'll go eat yeah. together. Um, so, uh, but 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 no. But people people who've heard this, uh, they sat in the service on Sunday. They're hearing it for the first time right now as they're listening to this podcast. Uh, maybe asking the question: What? Well, what does this mean? Like, what can mm-hmm. we expect moving forward? And I, I think uh, one a commitment to hear like to hear this mission statement, to hear these values, to see them put before you, and and for us to 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 try and live them out. Um, and so I, I think there's, there's certainly that, uh, but another part of this is in a, in a real tangible way, you there's, there was a, 
there was sort of a new visual identity that was attached to all of this um, that, that is born from the language that we've just been talking about. And so uh, it's almost like this, I feel like it's this marker moment for our church. Uh, it's like we have, we have, we've cast this vision. We've said, this is who uh, God has called us to be. And, and so almost as a, in a symbolic way, this is a new chapter and, uh, and we move forward from here. Um, and so, you know, you're going to, you're going to see some new things like, like things are going to look a little different. The signage on campus is, uh, you're going to see some of those things begin to change, uh, over the coming, uh, weeks and months. Uh, maybe some of the physical spaces uh, will be updated and refreshed. And, and, and uh, certainly, I think these value statements uh, in, in the mission statement, you're going you're to see in, in lots of places. We're all um, getting tattoos of the values, right? Is that... Oh no! We're yes, not, we're, we're and, talking and, about tattoos. Tell me sorry. again. Tell me again. Neil, where was yours going to be? <laughs> uh, low back. Already on lower back tattoo. Neil's getting <laughs> low back. Yeah. Um, in, in, uh, in papyrus uh, font. Yeah. You may have already noticed that uh, our social media channels have already switched over to to yeah. uh, a new icon. Uh, you you may have noticed that as of today, our our website has a new look to it. Uh, in August, we'll be launching a brand new website, newly designed. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so, uh, hold on. I'm not paying attention. I'm now looking at our website. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, it's pretty great. Yeah. Well, it, you know, it, it, it kind of has the new, the new icon, new logo colors oh, yeah. and all Price that. Good. Um, but we will have a brand new, uh, completely redesigned website coming in August. Uh, so we're, we're looking forward to that as well. But, um, so just, just as you continue to show up uh, throughout church, uh, there the new signs, uh, like the new, the glass doors already entrances to the church already have, uh, new information on them. And so, um, uh, our team's working hard, uh, to, to implement all these things, really proud of the work that they're doing. Um, so just a couple of things that we can expect, uh, you know, another thing, uh, because I know our, our time is beginning to run short, but you made another big announcement. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, uh, not Kiefer's. Well, yeah, I mean beyond Kiefer's. Kiefer's was great, but uh, I think this is even this is even better, and that is that the church, as of this past week, is debt free. Come on, debt free. That's huge. That is huge. And just to give context to to what that is, uh, January one, we were one point two million dollars still in debt, uh, and and that debt primarily is to pay off the worship center that we get to enjoy. Worship again. That is now uh, a decade old. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is for ten years. We've been paying that off, and by God's grace, uh, and because of you know, some people ask, "Well, did somebody give a gift last Friday? Is that why we could pay it off?" Well, uh, just a, a, a little bit dive, and you can expect uh, a financial update video in the next two weeks from uh, our executive pastor over finance uh, and business administration, Steve Mulholland, and to explain. Um, there, there was no like big check that came in last week that allowed us to, to write off all of our debt, but it was the fact that over the past two years, our church has been so generous and given so well to, to the church budget that at the end of the year, we are able to put some money aside in, in things that we call reserve accounts uh, for, for things that, that may come up and you know as we start the year and it unfolds. All that to say, we've started 2022 in such a beautiful place because of God's faithfulness and the obedience of, of brothers and sisters in this church continuing to give faithfully that we had the opportunity to take money that we had in our bank account and just pay off that debt. 
Uh, and so now what that does, and, and this is, I think, as breathtakingly awesome as saying we are debt free, it now frees up $35,000 a month that we were paying in debt service. Mm. To go towards ministry. To go towards yeah. ministry. Yeah. That, yeah. That, so whenever you give your tithe uh, and offering to Broadmoor uh, at, the, at the end of every month, I'll, I'll, at the very beginning, we had to pay 35000 to the bank as debt service to that, to that loan. Yeah. And guys, we don't have to do that. $35,000 freed up every single month to do ministry, to fulfill this mission that God has called us to uh, and live out every day. Man, we we are just absolutely blessed um, because we are in this position. And I think I think for people to really feel the, the significance of this, because you mentioned when we moved into our worship center, like I think at peak... Our debt was somewhere around sixteen million. I was going to ask. I, I thought it was sixteen million dollars. Um, so in the last ten years, ten years, ten years uh, from sixteen million dollars of debt to zero debt, um, and uh, so that is. I mean, praise God. It's a big deal. And to even more perspective, uh, we have never been debt free on this location mm. of Broadmoor. Yep. So mm. when we moved over here, and I think the year two thousand. So it's been twenty two years here in Madison. If, if my Math is correct on 2000. I might be making that up. I think I saw that somewhere. It's in that ballpark. Uh, it's in that ballpark. But it, we, we came with debt uh, and we've never been debt free. And the fact that we now have that opportunity is at least for thing. a season, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. So the question is, are we always going to be debt free? And what would you say to that, Pastor Neil? Yeah, I would say not necessarily, because I think there's a lot of wise people who would serve on our finance team and our church council and our congregation who view debt as a resource or a tool That's right. that when used wisely... Um, can allow you as a church to do amazing things. That's exactly right. And so, but for right now, this allows us to do other things. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. exactly right. So yeah. we are praising God for where we are and where He's mm-hmm. taken us. And mm-hmm. man, what a what a what a time to be alive and and serving in in His ministry. I would ask when when Steve does the video if we could get him on the scooter again for the video. <laughs> yeah, <that'd be> awesome. <laughs> he was feeling himself on that scooter. He's in his element there bouncing. with a spreadsheet and on a scooter. Yes. He's equally. I mean, he's cool. Bouncing left and right. He was ducking under trees, and then Mike ducked under a tree. Kind of did a limbo action. Yeah, but it wasn't was, near as graceful. Oh, I have to it like, was, watching both. Oh come on, try. Neil. It was a beautiful thing. Was well, a beautiful I was over there just trying to scoot my scooter down with my feet. <laughs> Still had to pay my eight bucks bird feet to go a quarter mile. Oh yeah, it was yeah. I wish people could have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> um, well, guys, uh, you know, again, I just, I, I, what an exciting time in the life of our church. You know, yes. just such great momentum, the, the ministry opportunities, the potential. It's just, it's palatable. And, uh, and I'm so excited <sighs> to be a part of it. So excited to, to work alongside you guys in this and uh, that we get to do life together, that we get to do ministry together. And, uh, and we get to do this podcast together. This is one of my favorite times of the week. I missed it last week. Yeah. I was thankful you guys did it. You did a beautiful job, but I really did miss um, getting to do this. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you. Looking forward to this weekend. And uh, we're, starting, uh, we're starting a new series, right? Are we? Are we? Ah, <laughs> yes, we are. The stories that, what are we calling it? The stories that shape our faith? Yeah. That's it. That feels right. That yes. felt good. That's that right. felt Sounds strong. Good. I just was a little nervous that I was saying that. Uh, but it's a 10-week sermon series. <laughs> it's a 10-week sermon series, and we are going to go through Old Testament stories that, that more than likely, uh, if you've ever journeyed through a children's Bible, that you've come across these stories. And a lot of times in a children's Bible, you'll get a snippet, maybe a sentence or two, or if it's a longer one, you'll get a paragraph. 
but how those stories are more than a kid's story. Um, that those stories are, are, are accounts that our, our, our heritage and our history comes from. And every single one of them point to Christ in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's not just important to learn these things when you're three and four and five, but it's to understand the deep truths that run to them in every year that we are alive. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited about that. There's one as we're getting ready for it. And I'm, I'm looking forward already to the discussion that's going to happen. So follow with me on dating on this. Okay. This Sunday we kick off in Genesis one. Okay, Genesis 1 is the creation account. Okay, so we have really Genesis 1 uh, and 2. And then the second week is Mother's Day. What is the next thing that happens in the gospel story that happens in Genesis 3, Neil? The The fall. fall. The fall. So when we're planning this, we're just like, oh yeah, well, of course, you got to go, you got to go creation, then you got to go the fall. And then somebody brings up, hey, bud, um, you think it's a good idea to, to talk about the fall on Mother's Day <laughs> and the fact that Eve bit the apple first? I was like, hold on now. Yeah. That, that did not say we're not going that route. So anyway, it is going to be great. Just give me grace on Mother's Day. It's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. We're going to big time. It was not intentional. Yeah. Not intentional. No, but yeah. it's great. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much. Uh, and, and again, always good to be together and looking forward to it uh, to next week and talking about creation. Love you guys. Have a great one. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others and don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at mybroadmore. Thanks for listening.